This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week. The Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of uh, the Wednesday Week on the same day that Allegra Stratton has uh, become a bubbling mess, uh, and we're all supposed to feel sorry for her with her no makeup on going, and all the rest of it. And then Boris has uh, has given us vaccine passports to uh, to take to Hillsborough uh, by the sounds of it coming up soon. Um, so, but I've probably got crew before that, I believe, and all the rest of it. So we're going to unpick that uh, and also Pompey away in the next hour. Joining us tonight, I've got Stevie, I've got Dave, and um, this is the episode without the player interviews on. And uh, so we've got Ash to grow himself a Callum Patterson moustache. So that's nice, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> so listen, how's it going, lads? I've been I've been away for a couple of weeks. Are we all all right? We all having a good time? Everybody happy? Still not lost yet in the league? Buzzing, really, really. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I shall start with that actually. So we've still not lost in the league. Uh, we're something like what ten games, eleven games now unbeaten in the league. I mean, does it feel like it yet? Because I think the last time we spoke was about two weeks ago, and it did not feel like we were on such a run. Uh, no, it, I me, but yeah, it's eleven games unbeaten, but it's a bit of a false one, isn't it? Because it's four wins and seven draws or something daft like that. But like I say, un- unbeaten's unbeaten and it always breeds, doesn't it? It's good. But um, uh, yeah, the, 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 the issue is that, yes, we are unbeaten and it's only a point a game we're getting when other teams above us seem to be winning. So I don't want it to continue too much with the draws. So we want a couple of wins, don't we, really? But hopefully, crew at the weekend. Well, this is it. I mean, Steve, you know, last night was our first clean sheet in, in quite a significant amount of time. I know there's some maths on it somewhere, but, you know, I've been, I've been on my holidays. I don't know if I've mentioned it. And, August, uh, August the 15th, is it? August the 15th, I think, something like that. Is that when it is? The last uh, time? Last time? I think oh, it, 
26th or something like that. August 26th or something Yeah, I thought like I made it up. <laughs> so, clean sheet then, Steve, last night. I mean, you know, makeshift centre-back pairing. Uh, George Hurst playing like a man possessed, trying to get himself a goal. Uh, you know, resorting, some would say, to uh, to diving about the place. Um, I mean, come on, man. That, yeah, does it feel like a run yet? I'll be a little bit more positive than Ash, but that's we. Any, anybody that knows me and Ash know that I'm the glass half full, whereas he's the glass half empty. I'm, I I was really encouraged by last night, to be honest with you. I thought um, it wasn't necessarily the best result, and I thought they were a good side, to be honest. And um, going into it, I looked. Uh, I think they won five out of six and drawn the other one. They were the form team in the in the league. They've smashed Sunderland four four nil this year. Beat Wickham. Um, beating teams that we've drawn with, and I'll come back to that in a in a minute. I I think nil nil down there, given the lineup that we've got or we had um, and the conditions that we played. Now I thought it was a really really good result. Um, I thought we were backs to the wall in the first half, the first sort of 15, 20 minutes or so. I think you know um, they dominated possession. Um, I think the, the the turning point possibly was Della Bashir who was running shot. I think that gave everybody a bit of a kick up the arse. Um, and then I thought we, we we settled into it and I thought we we, we had our chances as well. Um, they obviously dominated the game in terms of possession second half um, after we'd gone down to 10 men. But last night for me was a game that a month ago we'd have lost. Um, that first half performance we'd have conceded early. Um, Peacock Farrell, he, we could still be playing tonight. I don't think Peacock Farrell would have conceded. Um, it was just one of those games where it was it was just, a, you know, everything that, that, that they threw it in. Um, was easy pickings for him. I, I, I thought he was excellent uh, man of the match. Um, I was really, really pleased with last night. I mean, it weren't too bad, were it, Dave? I mean, come on, man. Yeah, we didn't score, but like Steve says, we had a makeshift squad up. You know, they could have easily, you know, caught us on the counter. And, and BPF did pull out a couple of absolute worldies. I mean, Christ, that, that could have gone south quite, quite significantly, couldn't it? I think, yeah, there was more positives than negatives with the game from last night. And for... Uh... And nil-nil, it was it was entertaining. It was good football. Um, I think uh, there's been improvements with the way that Wednesday have played. And I agree with Stevie that that's a game we, we, we would have lost perhaps uh, a month or two ago. In, in relation to the run, I think the problem with any sort of uh, claim of an unbeaten run, it always you always want your, your draws and your wins to be at the very least same as each other or more wins than draws. I think when you've, when you've had such a significant number of draws as we've had, and a number of those feel like we've, you know, we haven't battled back at the death to get to a draw. We've, we've, we've yielded points where we should from winning positions or leading, uh, leading games. So I think you, you've got to look at last night, uh, perhaps in isolation, that Peacock Farrell had a cracking game, that we managed to cobble together a defence that looked largely like it was capable. I think Palmer being back in there was significant. I think Patterson's doing a cracking job, um, perhaps showing the versatility of his role. And I think there was the interview that he had uh, with Wednesday um, during the week where he felt that perhaps that's one of his more effective roles, if not his preferred role. I think the fact he wants to play number 10 is uh, kind of dreaming, but he's, you know, he'll put himself about and he'll, he'll do He'll do a role. He'll do a job. Uh, and yeah, we, we'll, we, we, we read out the first 20 minutes. Um, we then looked better, I would have said. I think it was our our first half after the first 20 minutes. And I think we we led the the, the charge right until the, the Luongo was sending off. And then for the last 20 minutes, it was back to the wall. 
a good result, a tough get place to go. Uh, credit to absolutely each and every Wednesday fan that went there because that was a hell of a trek. So we had a cracking away support there. Uh, and yeah, a good result, a difficult place to go. We play like that away from home against the vast majority of teams in this uh, this league. Uh, and we win games, we pick up we pick up important wins on the road. Well, uh, do you know what? I actually need to just apologise to the Wednesday fans that went down there because uh, I didn't, because it's only like an hour away from where I am. Uh, but I may have mentioned it. I've been on Ollie recently and uh, and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't get off the settee. I was an absolute mess. I, if any, you know, any of these people that run in small teams and they say I'm jet lagged, it's a thing. NyQuil, well done. Uh, but Ash, sorry, I was cutting you out there. But yes, big Hello. round of applause for the, for the gang that went down. I mean, fair play. Fair play. It was worth the TPP points. In fact, give them double TPP points for that one. I don't mind. I don't mind. Go on, Ash. Uh, there's something you could, uh, you could suggest to the uh, fans forum thing, couldn't you? Yeah, just text it to your mates, Ash. Just text it to your mates <laughs> in your group chat. <laughs> uh, no, well, I was... Um, what can I say? I think I was... Uh, on reflection, I was a bit disappointed with with his team selection and everything. But then after 24 hours of thinking about it, yeah, he could only pick what, who he can pick. But I don't think he... And what my thing was, he didn't go there to win the game. I know he had the thing on, on his uh, interviews where he, uh, we'd want to win the game, but I don't think he set up to win the game then. Then, But then again, you can only pick like 11 people out of the 12 he's got available or whatever it is. So, yeah, makeshift defence. Um yeah, yeah, it was. It's a point, isn't it? I've been like that all day. I'm thinking, right, we're recording tonight. What can I say? And I've been like going, no, it's a point, isn't it? No, we always want three points, don't we? And and yeah, we always joke and thing. And I am a miserable sod, and, and I'm very, I am very negative most of the time. And, and yeah. I look, <laughs> you know, you look at it, and I always want three points. And you look at it, and we, I don't think we troubled them at all, really. I don't think we we had as many. Before the sending off, this obviously ten men's always harder, and I don't think we had any clear-cut goal-scoring chances that you could say nailed on should have scored. Um, so that's a bit disappointing. But then look at the, the positive side is, yeah, we played no centre backs. Well, so I'll tell you what, I, I, I put this message out, and I'm going to say because I thought it was quite good. It was like. Man City play with a false nine. We play with a false four, five, and six. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. Before we got in the makeshift defence and the Liam Palmer fan club, um, let's. Um, I mean, like the lads were saying there, Ash. There's been an improvement, right? Like, did, did you feel that there was an improvement, or do you feel like we rode our luck and we were on the back of such a great goalkeeping performance, which we could have gone absolutely smashed for? I mean, even BPF was in shite form a month ago. We he was getting pelters on Twitter and all the rest of it. Do you feel like there was an improvement there? That that could have easily gone south, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit hard because obviously it was a makeshift 11. So obviously we, we all know, we think what our best 11 is. Uh, and to see improvements, it's hard when you keep chopping and changing. Uh, and we saw in the uh, the Pizza Cup the other week that the second, majority of the second string players weren't up for it then, weren't up to it, not up for it. Um so it's it's hard we but but you look at you look at it in isolation because obviously we didn't have four five maybe six first teamers available. Um, Peacock Farrell, great to see him getting back to where he were at the start of the season when we said easily like the best keeper in the league 
last night he showed like sort of the four or five saves he made, especially was it the header as well. Yeah. Oh. The one, the one with the left arm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely stunning. So it's good it's good that, that you're going to get the comment, especially with, like I say, no defenders. You want your last defence to be the main main guy, and he was last night, which yeah. pro- probably helps the, the three inexperienced guys in front of him. Probably helped him because if they know he's on he's on some form here, yeah. they'll they'll feel more comfortable. And yeah, the cards off to him. They, they they did do a job. It was hard, and and that was it. So they got the point. We want three, obviously, but yeah, it's. I think it, three would have been a big ass last night, but but for me, I think the best yeah. save that BPF made was the one where he went clear through and he's come out and made himself big. And I think it's come off his like right shin or something like that. Like I thought, honestly, I thought he didn't put a foot wrong for me, but did anybody else notice that you can see the edginess in him when he's got the ball in one hand here and he's now, he's now looking around. <laughs> he needs a pair of wing mirrors, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> there really is now like a, an edgy look around, isn't there? Now, again, before we get to, um, before we get the Liam Palmer fan club, um, Dev, should he post shite, isn't he? Is, I don't know what Coburn has done to Darren Moore or his family. Or <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not not until he's off his door. That's what he's not. No, so that seems to be it. It seems to be that um, if you go and ask, then maybe that Darren Moore's got some sort of bet that he can't say no to folk because if he said, oh, "Can I get more t- uh, game time?" and he's gone, "Yeah, okay." Um, <laughs> All right, Paul, that's, yeah. that's it. No, it's, uh, I don't think he's brought anything to the team, and I think this is a problem. And I get that. What I quite like about the way things have been going, and I think that Steve and I kind of went over this a little bit last week, where I think there's there's areas within the team that's now starting to starting to become a preferred um, setup. You know, and defensively it's been difficult, but that midfield now, when we have all the availability, obviously Bannon is is, is integral. When Luongo's not getting himself sent off, that allows Bannon to be so much more. I think Dele Bashiru has done himself no harm whatsoever uh, in, in adding a, a different dimension to the midfield to have that athleticism that, that perhaps neither one of the other two do. So you're starting to build that up. And Hunt as a right wing back, yeah, I think that's probably the, the right choice in fact of giving cover, but can still get forward. But that left-hand side, um, we, just still, we still haven't cracked it yet. Or we don't see, or Moore doesn't seem convinced enough by Corbin who, um, Jaden Brown is toilet, um, and Shadipo, yeah, give him a chance. Give him, but three games is that now without any any sort of he scored the goal, but um, who wasn't scoring that I goal? Could, Gregory putting a plate to him. I could have scored that day. You did, yeah. You could, yeah. You could have done Ash. So it's one of those ones where if I don't know if if there's been agent talk or niggling or. Uh, something that we don't necessarily know about, but I don't feel Shadipo's played his way into the team and I don't think he's done anything to justify retaining his place in the team and, and I wasn't convinced by anything that he did last night. Me neither. That's why, that's why I said it. I was just watching and going, this is just a player on the pitch. This is just <laughs> some guy that we've just chucked a shirt out and said, don't be shit. And he's been a bit better than shit. And he's just it. He's just a, he's just some block on the pitch. You know, like you know, like the kid on your Sunday league team that always turns up for training. So you're playing left back every week. You know what I mean? That hey, I'm not having it, Ash. But yeah, like you know what I mean? He just he just seemed to be a shirt filler. Unlike, however, dog makes poo. You... <laughs> dog poo. That's the guy behind me calls him. Oh yeah, dog dog poo. It's your dog poo. Yeah. I love it. Unlike, however. 
makeshift centre-back extraordinaire. And uh, somebody referred to him as gives seven out of ten per, uh, effort, which I found really funny. Uh, I assume he meant seven out of ten performance, but he uh, <laughs> gave seven out of ten effort on the pitch, Mr. Liam Palmer. Now, Steve, come on. It's 20 past eight now. I'm going to give you a window of five minutes. The work's up, can't I? <laughs> listen, I stand by that analogy. I stand by it. Um, he, he, listen, he's seven. He's a seven all the time. Um, I thought he was he was steady away last night. Um, the the experience that he brings to the team is great. Um, and I think he's an important player. And I, I, I get that people don't see that. And I understand that. And everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um but you're not having it. Well, look, I think the problem is, I know we're, you, you, you've set the stage for talking about him at centre-half, but I think the problem is when we, if and when we get to a point where everybody's in and fit, my concern for Liam Palmer is a, a bit of a Liam Palmer fanboy. Is I don't think he gets in the, the starting eleven. Um, oh, you look, at our, you look at our back three, uh, our preferred back three, and, and I would assume that he's going to play, well, he's going to play Iolfa. Um, I think Dunkley, to be fair, at the minute is undroppable. Um, if and when Hutch gets fit, I don't see him sitting Hutch on the bench and playing Palmer. To your point about the formation that we've either, we've either fallen into or more has settled on and prefers now, I think as, as two wing backs, I think and I'd argue that even Patterson's probably in front of him. I think Jack Hunt over the last sort of three four games has played 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 his way back into the team and now is effectively the first choice right wing back. Um, although he can do a job at left back, I don't see Palmer doing the same thing on the left hand side, going up and down uh, the pitch, which means he can't play out there. Um, like I said, I think Patterson went offers a little bit more going forward in a wing back position than than Palmer would. I, I just worry about where Palmer gets in. I might be wrong, and I, I, I don't know. And at that point, we go back to that point where it's the Liam Palmer is going to be the steady away seven out of ten member of the squad that you want in and around. Um, and but you know, for, for me, and I think we're probably going to talk about this based on the chat that we've had off off uh, off recording. Uh, for me, I think he's been one of the top three players in, in in the squad this this season. I think he's earned his spot. I think anybody that's hammering Liam Palmer for for poor performances, um, he was he was poor the other week. I can't remember who it was against. I thought he was he was below par the other week. Um, I can't remember who it was against. But other than that, I think that's, that's, that's a good sign, isn't it? Then. If you can't name the game, then I mean, it's it's like he doesn't stand out that that much. No, so I, th I think. Um, do, do you think he'd like? As he, you know, against um, oh, who was it? The Pizza Cup against uh, Hartlepool. Hartlepool, Hartlepool, um, where some of the second eleven didn't turn up, and what yeah. you just said about him not being a first team eleven when everyone's fit, then he's a dependable twelfth twelfth player into them. He'd probably but, be the one, but it's, it's like like I put on our thing. I don't I don't think personally, which is it's a big shout, but it, it's looking likely that we won't see all our best eleven or perceived best eleven on the pitch. So it, I'd agree. Yeah, in that then then there's no I won't have no issue with Palmer filling in for any centre back at the minute. Um, how he's played is yeah, and I'm not his massive fan, but I do give give credit where someone's actually come in and done a job and done it pretty well as well. So. Tell you what, Steve, let's let's have a chat about it, though. I mean, 
you know, let's say we stick with this, however you want to say it, 5-3-2 or 5-3-3 or 5-3-3, 5 3 like we're playing at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there's like a, um, if you've got Iorfa and you've got Cheyenne next to him, is there a shout? In your mind, that Palmer could take that third shirt because who else? Who else has he got to kick out? Well, it's this. I think, given given the given the assuredness that you'd have that the players that are on the pitch are going to be fit and firing, um, he is the third centre half at the moment. And I know it's not a natural position for him, but I think at this level, and it's a. The, 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 the counter-argument for people that are going to be negative about Palmer will always be that he's found his level and that's why he's doing as well as he is. But I'll always go back to the, you know, we can argue with the exception of Hunt first coming in um, under Carlos. Carlos picked him um, to an extent. Jos picked him. Uh, Monk picked him. Pulis picked him. Every person that we've had in has picked Liam Palmer. He's he's been one of those players. Him and and, and Bannon have been the constant. So there, there, there's something going on in that sort of the fabric of that squad, the fabric of that setup that is telling these managers whether you agree with what they're they're doing or not. And we've had fits and starts and crests and peaks and drops, but he's been a constant. And I think that's to his credit. He, you know, I think I can't remember who it was. Somebody we I was chatting with somebody. He, he won't go on social media. He's not doing bits here and there. Um, but he's excuse me he's in he's doing his bit um, for me at the moment without a fully fit hutch which I don't know when we're going to see that again he's got to be the third centre half um, I know that Patterson has come out and said that on the, the interview that was released this weekend he sees himself as a centre half sorry I don't I, I don't see that I don't think when centre forwards get the ball in uh, to his to their feet or their jostling around on the edge of the area, I, I find Patterson to be quite loose. Um, I don't think his positional sense is up to it, and I also think if you look at the the free kick that we conceded against Wickham, that's a centre forwards tackle that's cost us two points. And um, you know the, the 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 nature of that performance is sort of, and the fact that Peacock Farrell flapped at, at the ball has sort of um, it's swept that under the carpet if you like a little bit. But um, for me. Um, the only other person that's getting in that side ahead of Palmer when Hutch is not fit or an argument for it is probably Brennan. Yeah, is, I think. Is... Sorry, Dan. Brennan's, sorry. Brennan's time will come. Brennan's time will come. I don't think he's there yet. I think if you talk to Brennan from six, eight weeks ago where he's in and out of a side at Notts County and we called him back based on a similar sort of injury situation, if you say to Brennan, you'll be in and out for the rest of the season, you'll, you'll be on the bench and you'll get 10, 12 games uh, throughout the cup game, uh, throughout the competition that we've got, I think Brennan's biting your hand off at that. Mm. I think well, I think Brennan, Brennan's still got some learning to do. I think in every way, shape, and form. Although it has looked positive for a start, because Brennan may or may not have had his Twitter account hacked last night, and he may or may not have posted uh, a gif of somebody diving in the bath and making some reference to George Hurst. Um, but that's part of his education. He's, he's going to be around senior players that have been there and done it. And people like Liam Palmer will be a great example for players like him and Brennan because they have came through that same academy set up. They've had to wait for the time. They've had to go away on loan because I think Palmer went away 150 years ago to play for Tramia. And it, it is sometimes just about waiting your time and having the right attitude. And, and Palmer's... Um, exuding that so if any of the younger players that are coming through can can learn from that and see it play as a longer game uh, and want to, to use him as a role model I think I think he's as good a role model as it can be for the young players coming I think through. actually Dave the, the loan with Palmer 
he was already established as a as a first teamer under some managers, and then mm-hmm. I, I can't remember who came in and went, "Nah, this I'm done with this guy," and then bid him out of champion, didn't he? He'd already been playing first team for about three years, mm-hmm. but um, so I mean that that was only eight minutes, Steve. I feel like I feel like you've not, you know what I mean? I, have, have you have you said all you need to say? Liam Palmer, uh, I've got, I've got yeah. some. That. Go on, Ash. Go on, Ash. On um, to Stevie, this this is Stevie. Um, does it show that Liam Palmer is comfortable at Sheffield Wednesday and found his level when he hasn't really had the chance to move anywhere? Is there is there an issue that no one else sees him as a good player, or does that not matter if he's playing if he's getting seven out of ten or every week? Um, for us? Well, you're seven out of tens are under the radar. They're under the radar, aren't they? And I know there was, I, I, I might be wrong, I'm, I'm fairly certain there was a bit of a rumour of Forrest looking at him at the start of the season. Um, whether that was was to come to pass or how how much sort of truth there was to that to that sort of rumour, I, I, I don't know. And I'm not really that fussed, to be honest with you. But no, no, let's, no. let's be right. We're, we're going to look at, um, or people are going to look at us and they're going to go, Dominic Iorfa's class, Barry Bannon's class, Hutch used to play for Chelsea. There are higher profile players in our squad that are going to attract externals coming and looking at us. Um, and then you've got underneath that, you've got your, your Brennans, who if we blood him right in the next six months to 18 months, may very well be one of those saleable assets. I think we talked about this um, last week or the week before. He, he, he's if he signs his contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another issue, isn't it? <laughs> this is it. He's gonna he's gonna end up doing going up north, thinking that the the, the grass is greener. Uh, it'll either be a Liam Shaw or a Sean Clare or a Uragidi or whoever it may be. That that's the worry, isn't it? But to your point, um, I think Palmer is the kind of player that you don't really notice if you're not watching the club week in week out, and that's absolutely fine. It's no not a glamorous position he plays, is it? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like the health and safety officer at your work. Like, it's not a glamorous job that you've got, but I tell you what. He's a fire marshal, it, that's what he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes <laughs> to getting you shut down, it's quite important. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, last night, I'd say on the whole, was it was a decent enough result. I mean, Dave, come on, man. Bloody George Hurst, he played like a man possessed. We did not have that striker when he played when he played for us. It was by Tom Daly. <laughs> <laughs> it was his cup final, wasn't it? He really the, the abuse he was getting from the crowd was well hilarious. You know what I mean? I've got no real no real issue with it. But he, he embarrassed himself, didn't he, with the amount of times he dropped his ass to the floor. I think he started out like you say, like a man possessed. He did look like he was causing us a lot of problems. Mm. Um, he's a lot of the things that were um, anticipated from him at Wednesday, this powerful running, you know, and he's filled out uh, and it does look like he, he could be a threat, but it doesn't seem like he's a very, it doesn't seem the natural finisher the way that you'd hope it would have been. And so I think having seen him last night, it's probably the first time I've properly seen him rather than in dribs and drabs. And it's from a start. Um, it does, it looks like the sort of person that is having to deal with the facts of the famous surname that he's got. But he also, I think he's still trying to get over um, basically smoke he had blown up his ass since he's probably been a young lad as well, because I don't think he's, he's necessarily got over his own ego. Um, and whilst he was causing us problems, he was causing us problems 35 yards out from goal, running down wings. Uh, yeah, he got through one-on-one and a good chance. But I mean, even at a League One level, He's not, he's a, he's a, he's a 22-year-old lad, so he's not, he's not a, a, a right young lad anymore. He's on the books at a team like uh, Leicester, 
Um, yeah, if you if you have brought in a 22 year old striker from Leicester on loan that had got himself through one on one with a League One goalkeeper, you're expecting him to put the ball past him, and it's, mm. it's not even particularly. Close. It's no nothing away from BPF for the save. He's he's close to Yeah, Probably well, yeah. Keeper. There is there is that argument as well. Um, but if that's if that's role reversed and that's that's us attacking, we're expecting we're expecting that to be a goal. It's a good save because it's our keeper. Uh, and I think after that, I think then that is when it started to get the arse on a bit. I think the Wednesday fans gave him a, a warm reception, made, made references to his dad and things like that, saying about, you know... Well, it makes a difference to referencing players' mums, to be fair, because that's, <laughs> oh, you know I mean? that's normally the way to go, in it? It's a bit of variety. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he's dealt with that particularly well. Um, I think he's um, he's, he's gone into himself then, and yeah, it's, if if, this, if he's going to be affected by uh, opposition teams, opposition fans getting in about him, there might have been the odd word by some of the opposition uh, players. You know, the Wednesday lads might have had a word with him, but I don't think he particularly covered himself in, in glory. I don't think he looked a huge threat. Um, and yeah, talking about finding his level, um, maybe he's not even found his level yet. Harsh. Oh, so anyway, go on, Ash. I think we can all agree on that last statement, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you're right, Dave. He has filled out and he did look a foot bigger than when he played for us. I must admit, he's had a, he's had a big a bit of a growth spurt, hasn't he? But apart from that, still pish. Um, so uh, moving on, I, I, do you know what? Not the worst result we could have had down at Portsmouth. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I felt the Hartlepool result was fucking embarrassing. But the... Um, but again, it's the concentrate on the league thing and all the rest of it. I think, I, th- I must admit, I've got to give it to Darren Moore. He's given himself a fair bit of dignity, given the abuse he's had the last three or four weeks because our results just haven't been good enough. But when you think about it, the last-minute goals that we've conceded, they're not good enough. And um, and there was a lot of chat today uh, because um, the, uh, the, the jobber that uh, Manchester United have brought in, have brought in a, um, what is it, a psychology coach? Is, 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 that, is that the term? And... And it seems now, and, and Ranchik said that there is a, uh, he couldn't believe that an elite level didn't, ha- didn't have one in situ full time. Personally speaking, it got me thinking, is that something that we could do with on a part-time basis, given the league level that we're at, to take a look at, to sort of say, look, you know, we have clearly got a huge uh, mental issue in our, in our team, especially when it comes to the last 10 minutes and we know we're going to concede and all the like. Um, would that, you know, and it, is that something you'd agree with? Is that something we need to take a look at? Because we started to get the 10-minute jitters again, didn't we? Mate, you can always, always look at things to get an edge, don't you? They always they always say getting an edge or where you can help. And I'm, I'm sure that they, they have, all teams have some sort of um, psychologist, not obviously full-time or, or sports therapist, as in mental therapist, not like, because I think the men, the therapist at Wednesday, as in physical, will be snowed under. Are we overtime at the minute? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've just been checking for you after you said that, because I'm sure we had this conversation. We actually did bring somebody in in November to do this. Did we? Yeah. Um, Back so, on uh, about the Wimbledon yeah. game, is it not? Yeah. That's right. The game that got conceding really late. Mm-hmm. On. Uh, it, it, it is Clinton Baptiste who brought him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, Clinton well, Baptiste no. came in, and all of a sudden it, it petted off away down at Fratton Park. Is that, <laughs> is that what's happened? I'm getting the word, word. Pompey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, right. So 
before I went away, there was this big thing that they were talking about. Oh, oh hang on. Can I just very quickly, sorry, before we move on, um, can I very quickly just mention the red card? Oh, shit. I for, do you know what? I forgot it happened. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah. so, okay, moving on. Uh, towards the last <laughs> the last part of the game, uh, Massimo Luongo, our, uh, our, our, you know, our man made of Lego, who's, uh, who's come in and really changed our fortunes in the midfield, uh, having spent a lot of time out the first team, has now come back and end up getting sent off, Steve. Yeah. Piss you off. Uh, what pissed me off wasn't necessarily the sending off. It was the build-up and the lack of support for Luongo once he'd been given the ball and he turned around with three men around him and there was yeah. no option. That annoyed me. Um, fair, fair enough. Um, in 2021, that is a red card. Um, I just... The way that that bloke has rolled around, Curtis, wasn't it? The way that he's rolled around mm -hmm. on the floor, beating the ground like he's... You know, his, his leg was hanging off. I just thought it was absolutely disgusting, to be honest with you. I've got no complaint with the, the red card. It was reckless in, as I said, in, in, in modern day football. You could argue that 15, 20 years ago, it's not a, it's not a foul. I, I, I thought it'd been a yellow card five years ago, if I'm honest, yeah. Steve. I, I feel like he didn't leave the ground as much as what you see some players get away with. You know what I mean? The ball was there to be won. Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. And his foot was up. And as I said, to the letter of the law and indeed the VAR era, if you like, or, or even given that we don't have it in League One, they're the sort of tackles that now the referee's wearing a he an earpiece. He's getting advice, potentially. Somebody's looking at it somewhere. He's getting that point from the linesman, from the fourth official, whoever it may be. Um, and he's taken the time to go, right, yeah, it's a red card. But the fact that in a professional game of football where these people are being paid a shit ton of money and these people people's jobs on the line that somebody can turn around, roll around like they do on the floor. It's it's the play acting that annoys me. Mm -hmm. um, as a PE teacher, I've got a lot of mates that um, are into other sports like rugby. You, you you don't see that in rugby. You don't see it in other games. You don't see it in other sports. Um, I've got a real thing about, all right, he's a striker, but the centre-halves that go down holding the faces when they've had a hand put across the nose and stuff like that, and I, I can't wear it. Can't abide it. It pisses me off. It really does irritate me. Um, and I thought that was, you know, it, it was a real shame to see it in the game. And I know that sounds a little bit cheesy, but it just it got my back up last time. I'd agree. I'd agree with that, Steve. Because even if you watch, like, when you watch bits and pieces uh, of, I think when the BBC had the, the the Women's World Cup on, which is probably the best exposure people have had to that, I don't think you even get it in that. So it's not even a football thing. It seems to be really bad in the male professional game. And there's no doubt in what you say where I think the referee's trying to do the right thing and not knee-jerk reaction, but that re that reaction by Kurt is, is definitely part of his thinking in making that decision to make it a sending off. And, um, within, it's, 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 within a minute, within a minute, he's up and sprinting full pelt. Yeah. So I would. it's not going to happen, and I know it's not a, a priority in terms of an agenda or anything like that, but we talk about retrospectively looking at things that are done and it's hard, it's hard to legislate for it. But for me personally, um, the, you know, we talk about booking for diving. Why are we not looking at this play acting and this, all right, I mean, you, yeah, you, you run things off. Obviously you're going to do that. But if you're down like that and within a minute you're running full pelt, then you're having somebody's pants down really, mm -hmm. aren't you? I'll tell you what it is. Do you know what it is? Portsmouth. Right. I've played, <laughs> I've played Sunday morning in Portsmouth and I'm going to give you three examples. There was one where I got sent off because I threatened to take out one kid's mum for a steak dinner and never call her back. <laughs> sent off for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got... Uh, it was the first game the, I'd ever the, played. The, the geezer was 50. 
His mother must have been tasty odd. <laughs> the, uh, there was, there was well, one, it was my first ever game. And, and you give it a load of large, you give it a load of, a load of back and forth. And this, uh, this kid got sent off because I just got in his ear. They, they have this word down here called, um, you know, like we call somebody, uh, I, I can't even say it out loud, but you know, like they, they, they call each other a dinlo. You know, like we used to call each other back in the day a dime bar. You know what I mean? A dime bar. Uh, they, they call each other a dinlo. Apparently, it's some kind of word that they have down there. And I went, Did you just call me a dinlo? What's that? And he went mental. Like the, I got right under the geezer's skin. He started screaming and shouting, started pushing. I was a foot bigger than the kid, and he got sent off. And that kid then waited for me in the car park with a screwdriver. Now, like, I'd never seen anything like it because, you know, as you play on the picture of me, it's disgusting. It's awful. And then you pick each other up and go, you caught me a cracker there, pal. I know. And, it, and we get a beer after. Portsmouth, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. And then the third example is that we had uh, Lewis Buxton on the show when we did our lockdown lives. It was one of the first ones we did. And when, when Vic told him that uh, she fancied somebody else and not Lewis Buxton, he went, well, who did you fancy then? And he's from Portsmouth because he was pissed mm. off about it. So it turns out they're just really whinging cheaters. And they I'm, don't I'm, like I'm thinking about Portsmouth. this in like in football manager of bleak championship manager terms where you get a little, little bar in the middle that gives all the text. Like Fudge offered to take out somebody's mother for a steak dinner and not call her back. Fudge yeah. gets a red card. Actually just... happened. <laughs> Actually happened. Like, honestly, the uh, if you see on Facebook, if any of you have got me on Facebook, there's a, uh, there's a great thread when I announced my retirement last year of things that I'd done. And uh, yeah. yeah, it made, made me skin yeah. crawl after a few. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it just turns out it's just people in Portsmouth like that's what they like, right? Anyway, any road, nil nil, moving on. So I've got about ten minutes to kill here before we start talking about Crew Alexandra. So before I went on holiday, I've been on holiday. I don't know if you've if you've, if I've told you. Um, so before before I went, they were talking about uh, in one of the. I want to say Greek league or somewhere like that about extending half time to 25 minutes in order to have some kind of, um, I don't know. They Once kept saying a pint, a pint at Hillsborough. Well, this is it. it they said on the radio, cause it was Simon Jordan and, um, and oh, yeah, man, I don't like, yeah. uh, he, uh, they were talking about it in a, in a way of going for, to get a Super Bowl style halftime show. And, you know, and they were all incredulous about it and all the rest of it. Now, on one hand, I completely agree that if you leave a player to go cold for 25 minutes, he's going to be pish by the time he gets on the ball. However, on the other hand, have you tried to get a pint at halftime at Hillsborough? You know what I mean? So I was wondering where you guys had sit on that because I, I've just, I, I may have noticed, you may, I may have mentioned this. I've been, I've been on holiday. And I was in, uh, and I was in the states, and I went to go and watch a couple of NFL games. And there is a what they do is close the bar after the third quarter. Now, obviously, we'd have to halfway through sixty-eight minutes or so, whatever it is, like you know what I mean, seventy minutes. We close the bar, stuff like that. But it was also mooted about drinking at games of, a few weeks ago as well, and stuff like that. Like, where where would you guys stand on it? Like, if you had a choice between the two, as Daft it signs, longer half time, or serving the beer halfway through until halfway through the second half. Go on, Ash. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'd, I'd, uh, 25, what? Well, no, nah, if they want to do 25 minutes, 
the thing is, like, doing a half-time show or whatever, everyone's in the bar or getting a pie anyway. Yeah, nobody's so. watching the show. That was, yeah. you know people, I mean? people, people stay around for the 50-50 draw and see which shitty ex-pro or something comes out to the tombola. Um, and then that's it. The, the, no one wins, and then they go for a pint or so, or they go at, like, 35 minutes to make sure they get served. Um, 20, yeah. I mean, if I'm... If, no opinion. If I'm like, no, no, well... I've got an opinion. I've got an opinion on everything, haven't I? We all can But no, for me, yeah, not bothered. Not bothered. Steve? It's the worst idea ever. Uh, it's not about the show, though, is it? Come on now. Let, let's not... It's, it's not about getting a band out. We all remember Twin in that game against Barnsley. It's not about that. Yeah. No, I just... <laughs> In, in, in all seriousness, I think I don't think grounds have an infrastructure that we in our league we don't have the infrastructure for a twenty-five minute uh, half time. I think um, the, the 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 problem we we would be better served. Ironically, hey, we'd be no pun. <laughs> we'd be better served serving us better. <laughs> we'd better serve, um, serving us better. Like we'd be better served serving us better. I think twenty-five minutes is too long. I think. You the, the 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 infrastructure. What I mean by that is, if you go to QPR stadium, well, I was going to say you went to America. You went to America, didn't you? Yeah, I may have <laughs> mentioned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Went to yeah, the Forty yeah. Nineers uh, and the Dolphins. Which, yeah. which ground did you go to? You go to Levi Stadium. I went to Levi's and I went to uh, Hard Rock. Yeah. So if you think Levi Stadium, um, and I'll stand corrected, it's probably been built in the last 20-odd years or been refurbed in the last 20-odd years. Yeah, so yeah, these yeah. American football players that have got all their kit will go into uh, changing rooms that are literally the size of Hillsborough, and they'll have all the sports science labs and the routines and everything else that can keep their bodies right. Yeah, yeah. That ain't happening at Hillsborough. It ain't no. happening at QPR. It's not happening at Cambridge. Bloody hell, that were cold. <laughs> um, it ain't happening if you go to somewhere like Forest Green or Fleetwood or anything like that. So to 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 give a 25-minute sort of cool-down, effectively, if you like, between first half and second half, um, I don't think physiologically it's the right thing to do. Um, to and, and, and As I said, if, it, if the, the, the rationale behind it is to allow a better half-time entertainment experience, if I'm... 3-0 down. The, the Blackburn game season before lockdown was an absolute prime example. 3-0 down after half an hour with a player sent off. The last thing I want to do is wait another half hour before we come out for the second half and get fucking dogs of 5-0. I was asleep by the second one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went early, went to the boozer, didn't we? Now? We literally did. We, I, I don't think we saw the fifth one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so sorry, it's not for me. Dave, I'm coming to you last for a reason and you'll, you'll understand why. Um, you, you know, you, you're in Scotland as well where they like a drink um from a security perspective the um the is there an element of treating fans like kids and they're acting like kids do you know do you know what i mean so all this you're not allowed to see grass while you're looking while you're drinking beer has anybody ever thought how mental that is now don't get me wrong i know that in certain parts of the country our ground name is a swear word to 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 a, a and, and rightly so to a lot of people and i and i agree that there there were some changes that needed to be made um are we past that now do you feel that that could lead to more issues going forward in terms of alcoholism you know because christ i've been to glasgow you know what i mean i know what it's like there oh, oh, is there an element of we're treating fans like kids 
and ergo they're acting like it. And because we're so far down the other side of it now, it's been over 30 years, could we as fans be trusted to then start boozing again whilst we're watching again? Question. Well, for a start, kudos on the Jim White impression. That was actually very good. So well done. I've been uh, I've been practicing that. <laughs> I could tell. Um, I it's, it's a good. I don't think that um, our fans need any excuse, uh, or certain elements of our fans need any excuse to act the way that they do. And I don't think it's necessarily uh, alcohol that does that. For what it's worth, I think in relation to the question of extending the halftime, I'm, I'm going to give a full house. I think it's a stupid idea. Um, it, I don't think it lends itself at all. It gives you 10 more minutes just to go, could do a painting over that Presto sign on top of it. <laughs> That's about it. It's, it's 10 more minutes morning and pointing at that. I think we we need to look forward as a club. There's, there's things within the past at Wednesday, within that, that stadium, that, that, are, that are terrible. The tragedies and there's, there's, there's terrible things that have happened there and there's things that have had to be put in place to try and make sure things like that don't happen again. Uh, and rightly so. But... Um, Ultimately, we need to we need to manage uh, what we're doing as a club. And today, you can't take a drink and sit down with it and watch the game. I think it's daft. I don't think that would uh, stop uh, would affect my behaviour negatively. I think it wouldn't negatively affect most of the fans and the ones who it would impact on. The ones that would decide to start fighting again, like we had in the the Wickham game, um, are going to do that anyway because the brain donors. Um, assholes. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't think you need an excuse to, to be an arsehole. You either are or you aren't. And alcohol's going to bring that out in you. But if you're not going to do it at Hillsborough, you're going to do it later on in the town. So I think we should be allowing people to be able to sit down and have a drink and treat them with their respect. At that point, these lads that are going in there and doing it and we're talking about potentially being the worry have been drinking since 10 o'clock on... You know, round the but corner. That's, that's what I'm asking. Would they do that if they knew they weren't going to have two hours dry? Do you know what I mean? Would they go? Well, I tell you what. Look, we'll just we'll just keep tanking up. We don't need to get on it at seven a.m. anymore. Yeah, and is it not? No, there's still the that two, one there. But I'd, 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 I'd be interested to know what they do in Germany because they they can drink in stands in Germany. So are these these guys that are going to games in Dortmund, Munich. Uh, Hamburg, wherever, are they going out and drinking for two, three hours before they get to the stadium and, and, and get in the ground? I don't know the answer to that. I do. I actually know that. So they, um, at the Westfalen Stadion or the uh, the Wankdorf uh, or, or whatever it was called, what is it, what, Signal Iduna, as it's called now, at uh, at Dortmund, they have um, they have various camps set up outside. So there's literally like a looks like a leisure centre on the side of their thing, and they, you know they all have in their sausages and their beers, and it's it's a wonderful setup. Everywhere you go, drink. Everywhere you look, food, drink, food, drink, food, drink. The issue that we have as a country is attitude towards beer. Uh, we cannot be trusted. We can't be trusted with a free bar. We can't be trusted with with drink in general, because as a society, we have grown up with drinking against the clock. We've got this this thing, this this absolute thing in our head that we're against the clock because we don't we we have we've been treated like kids for so many years. So, for example, Northerners are a great example. Geordies, let's say Geordies, and let's say you've got Cockneys, yeah, Central London Cockneys. Now, you guys are all old enough to remember the pubs had to be closed by eleven o'clock, and they get twenty minutes drinking time. That was introduced because the guys down in London would go out and get absolutely battered because they finish at five and they'd get drunk and drunk and drunk and drunk. They'd get six years. So the government went, here's six hours on the drink and get back because this country needs to run tomorrow. We don't want you in charge of the banks. Now, it, up north where we have pits, 
you'd come home covered in all sorts of crap and all sorts. You wouldn't have the opportunity to go straight out for a beer from work. You'd go home, dinner on the table and all the rest and all the other bloody stereotypes you can have. And then you get out at 7 p.m. and you're drinking against the clock. You're like, oh, my God, quick, quick, quick. We need to do it. So that's where Northerners get the reputation of their relationship with drinkers to what they do, even though it was actually started by the companies. Does that make sense? Just stop there. One pause. Is Dan after a psychological job at Sheffield Wednesday? This is getting, <laughs> it's getting into some psychological I'm stuff. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, sorry, try, I'm, I'm trying to oh, work I'm out, sorry. right? And what I'm trying to drill down on, and this is, this is where I wanted to get to, was would we still, and I think I know the answer to it, I haven't just spoke to you guys, would we still be having to get in on the beer at 7am on an away day when we know we can drink through the game? Are we treating our fans like kids all across the country? Have we been treated like kids and therefore they're acting like it? Or has it been so long now we can't trust some factions of football fans to behave themselves? Because let's say if they do bring in game, sit down, having a beer, drinking, which when you really think about it is, is absolutely mental. The fact that you, you know what I mean? You can't look at the grass while you're having a drink. That's try. How do you explain that to a, a German? How do you explain that to an Italian or, or even an American? How do you explain that to him? Um, yeah, we can't be trusted. So they don't let us watch the game whilst we're drinking. That's nuts. You know, that is absolutely nuts. So, what I, so if they did bring it in and they elongated half time and we all started, had the opportunity to drink more, would it change the relationship with alcohol that football fans are perceived to have had? Quite possibly the deepest 10 minutes on it this is. podcast in, in living memory. And I, it, I think about it loads. I think about it. It's, I it's, got it's a great answer, so I just Listen, pull this away? We, we, can, we can go to the cricket and drink. Yeah. And, you know, the, oh. the, the, drinking, the drinking at cricket is... That's, have that's literally why we go to the cricket. You have because to drink we go. Yep. Yeah, you, you go, you, lads, we're, we're on it, uh, group chat, uh, Headingley, 2020, Yorkshire, Lancashire, we're getting on the train, we're going up, we'll have a pint out when, when we get off the, uh, the the train, we'll make his way down to the ground, we'll have a pint, we'll go sit, um, you're round, you're round, you're round, when we're done, we'll get back into town, we'll, we'll have a steady night of it. What is wrong with that? Nothing. Right. Why can't we do that at the game? There are groups of people right. that can't. There's groups, I was just going to say, I was going to say, I, I think... Obviously, I think there's groups of people that can't do, it. and obviously, Stevie, you're you're an older guy. Uh, no, no, but you're not I like you're not. Tonight, so it's no, me. no, 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 but you're not. It's not. It's not like 18, 19, 20, and we all know what we used to be like. But there is groups that can't do that. That you, you like to say, you meet the train, you go for a few beers before you go to the game, cricket, you like that. But there's groups that can't do that, and and they're the negative side of it. But like what Dan says, do you try and do something to break that cycle? Yes, it might take a few years of of like institutionalized not drinking like they have done, but then people aren't going to wear that, are they? A few no. years of it actually going tits up, which it might do, to try and break it. So I think it's one of them that's got now, like you said, Dan, too deep, too far to do anything about it. Um, mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't. First step in my, to, to sort of a, a middle ground, if you like. What's the issue? We're talking, go back to talking about the 25 minute break at the ground and whether or not we all get served and blah, blah, blah. 
why not just go right okay um at 3:45 half time at four o'clock we're shutting the bar or five past four we're shutting the bar if you bought a pint and the thing that annoys me is uh you come out the ground uh, you, you go into the stand you go on the concourse you'll go to the toilet you'll get a bite whatever it is that you're doing and then you'll get in the queue you'll go for a pint you get your pint you go to the back of the stand you chat to your mate um i did it with simon last week when we were at hartlepool Simon came over, um, gave me a ring, right, I'm over here, you're over there, let's catch up, let's have a quick two, three minutes at, at half time. Right, brilliant. I've got a pint in mind, by the time I've been served, and bearing in mind there were only about 4,000 people there, by the time I've been served, done what, everything that I need to do, I'm then standing there, start the second half with two thirds of a pint left. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I just walk down with two thirds of a pint and sit in the seat that I sit in week in, week out, with a plastic cup that I'm not going to launch anywhere because I'm a responsible person, yeah, and I, I get the argument that other people are going to go, well, um, that person's done it and that person's done it and so on and so forth. If you see it, it's almost like anything else we're doing in terms of trying to um, sort out the, the state. of the, If you see something wrong, report it. If it's identified as being done, make sure that the punishment for doing it is appropriate. How many of these lads that are good? You know, we're talking about these people that are risking it. And we, we, we all see the things on Twitter where people are getting on trains and they've, they've got the six packs because they're going to Manchester or wherever, wherever it is that they're going. When, Wednesday away, this many carrier bags, blah, 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 blah. Right. If these guys are going in and causing issues in the ground, ban them for six games, eight games. Yeah. Don't it doesn't have to be a lifetime ban or not. Give it, give it a ban and make sure that you make an example of the people that are doing it in the first place. It'll only take a period of time before they go, shit, I can't do that. Yeah, because it's, it's easy to publish this before, in advance if there was an intention of us to 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 uh, let to, to allow people to do it. Then make sure people know in advance if you get caught doing these things, we're going to treat you like adults yes. ahead of time from this date. But if you don't, this is going to be the, the, the measures. Don't don't keep them back. Tell people up front we're going to treat you like adults. But if yeah. you can't behave like adults, this is going to be the punishment. If, if you, you are to- intoxicated, you're not getting in this ground. When was the last time anybody got stopped walking their ground because they were too pissed? Should be happening every week. Well, I was going to say one thing, but I'll say just on that point, Dan. um, You know, Wednesday I do uh, coaches to away games. Mm -hmm. So basically they they laid one on for Portsmouth and uh, I heard that on Tuesday night, the first time in 10 years they had to leave someone at the uh, services because they were too drunk. Jesus. And fucking grow up fucking grow up is all I've got was, to say to that the thing was that um, they'd been on the Jägermeister from 8 o'clock that, that's, <laughs> that, that's the rumour but come Why? on I know it's, it's always stretched but you've got to take it as well I, right so, so with, with that right, and, and I get it what you're doing and I get you want to have a good time and you want to let your hair down I get it I completely get it and there's people probably listening to this going fucking hell you're an absolute prude I've seen you in some fucking states and yeah I have I have but I tell you what if if it oh, meant me, yeah, if it meant me being able to sit at my ground and have a, and have a beer in the ground like a bloody grown up and not being treated like a five year old, and somebody said to me, "Fudge, you are too pissed. You you are literally ruining it for the rest of us." You go, "Yeah, fair point." And then they go, "You can't come to the next game. You can't come to the next three games. It's not a lifetime ban or nothing. There's a whole lot of ground in between those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?" I, I have seen, I have seen, especially away. I have seen the limbs when we score. And I ain't getting covered in five pound a pint from the Ash, come on, Leslie. You are not throwing five pound fight. I just, I've just I paid $15 for a, a Bud Light. Ooh. You'd have had a heart attack. In an aluminium tin? Yeah, I got the little aluminium things. Yeah. yeah, cap on and everything. 
Uh, at the you ground. know why? Because they treated me like a fucking grown-up. <laughs> the amount of calories they serve as well. They, they, you're eating for weeks for a grown-up. Hey, what they, what they pass as cheese, I didn't keep anything <laughs> in my body uh, for longer than about 48 hours. <laughs> oh, do you want this with cheese on? No, thank you. No, no, no. I, I couldn't even sit down in the car anymore. It got that bad. Look like a Japanese flag. Anyway, Crew Alexandra's coming up. Uh, Ashley, uh, yep. let, let's have a prediction here. Uh, well, prediction, I'm going to get on it from six o'clock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, gonna dra- then I'm going to drive to the turnstile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, unfortunately, I, I am making the, uh, the trip, so I'll probably get wet again. Um, yeah, second bottom. Can't buy a win, can they? Well, they bought well, the won, last two. Well, they won, won the other day. Um, He's got two all draw it and all over it, hasn't it? But yeah. Two, two um, nil Wendy, no, then no, two all good. by the end of it. <laughs> oh, it's, it we're, we're suffering with injuries, aren't we, as well? So I'll 2 0, I think, Wednesday. I do. I think we've just got the quality. Ash has got his pos- positive pants on, Steve. Yeah. What about you? No. Um, it's a game we should be winning. Uh, it, it's a game we're probably going to draw, but it's a game we should be winning. And it's one of those where if you look at who we've got lined up, when when are we going to start turning the draws into wins? You'd like to think it's going to be this Saturday. Um, we, we've had a couple of convincing performances at home. Um, I'd like to think we can go on the road. Obviously, we did it. We did so against Accrington. It's that sort of game where you'd, you'd like to get out there, uh, whatever the weather, and sort of get two or three early goals and, and see if we can kick off. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. So yeah. what you say, two or three nil? Hmm. Um, I'll go. I'll go steady two. Uh, you know what? I think. I think Peacock Fowl the other night. I think that's done it. Will have done him the world of good. And uh, you know. We, so he's going to score that can... trick. Uh, <laughs> 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 we can. We can. We can play centre about... back. Well, he, bloody hell. More, more, more lottery. Um, we can we can talk about the the, the Wildsmith stuff just very quickly. Uh, we've got, we've had people going. Was it worth bringing Peacock Fowley? Um, we've we've let Dawson go out on loan, and we've got Wildsmith, who's not made any mistakes. Wildsmith was absolutely frigging horrendous against mm-hmm. Hartlepool. If, that, if ever that, there was that a goal, case, that pass back. Oh my god! Where, where was, was he? Unbelievable! I said last week, my little girl would have would have stopped that. She'd have run after the ball and picked it up. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, and the, the first goal, he splatted at the first goal as well. But that's another story. I, I, I think Peacock probably the other night might be. Uh, that might be the making of him. Uh, we might bounce back, or he might bounce back and uh, go on a bit of a run now. We'd like to see that. And um, yeah, why not? Two nil. Dave, uh, I'm positive as well. Uh, crew have won the last. They've won the last two games. I think it was against uh, Lincoln and Donny. So the, the teams that are down there with them, hopefully, will have more than they ha- than they have. I think that uh, we can take the positives from the Portsmouth game um, and. I think also if we could get Windass back just to have that sort of difficult option up front because I thought Canberry and Gregory, Gregory were a bit too samey-samey against Portsmouth. So if we've got that um, slightly more cutting edge, I think crew conceded quite a few goals. We, we've got goals in us. So positive, yeah, I think we can we can go there. We can give them, we can take a game to them and, and hopefully, hopefully come out with something like a, a two or three number. I think it's going to be a one-all. I think it's going to be one all. I think I think like Ash says, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of a uh, lot of injuries. I think we'll one nil it for ages, and I think we'll concede it last minute. I, I, mm. 
I'm I'm just not convinced anymore. I just I honestly I'm just great bored with so, it all. So, so the eleven game unbeaten still it's not it's not like it's false, isn't it? It is false. It is yeah. it's it's a false number because I, I don't know how the teams above us haven't kicked on like they should have done. For somehow somehow we're in a really good position in the league, and I don't know how, given the amount of points we've thrown away. But it does make you wonder: had we not thrown away these points, how far clearer the bloody league we'd be? You know what I mean? We'd be absolutely shitting it. But for some reason, we we've we've got absolute brain hemorrhage every time the, the geezer holds up the sign on Arlong's left, and all of a sudden we go, "Yeah, I could play football," and that's what happens. It just falls to bits and shit and piss. But anyway. It's nice to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you want to hear more about my holiday, uh, add me on Instagram. My name's Dan Fudge. Follow us on uh, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, follow us on there. That's an old gag. Uh, and we're at TWWcast. Thanks a lot for joining us, and I'll see you later. The Wednesday week. Five friends, one football club. And about six jokes they just repeat over and over and over and over and over. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxers coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.